why did why Ludacris biting the girl leg? Hold up, man. What, what, what y'all doing back in the day? Hold up, <laughs> Bruh, I'm just saying, dog. Yeah, go listen to Chicken and Beer one day. It's not. It doesn't even hold a candle to to word of mouth. Yeah, what's good? It's your boy S Report Seven Hundred Six. Archie Leach on Twitter. This is the Committee Podcast. We have host Marcus Snipples and the young guest uh, KJ Dallas Kid, or at the Wash YouTube on Twitter. Hello. What's happening with y'all? Happy post Thanksgiving, you know? What's good hey. with y'all? I'm just out here chilling, man. Still, I'm out here procrastinating on my work, man. But we still out here eating, man. So yeah, let's go. I'm hella old right now. Yeah, yeah, that's it's it's crazy because the the first thing we're talking about this is gonna be a, a music centered episode. So if you're listening to this and you enjoy music, share it with your friends, like, retweet, you know what I'm saying, drop a comment on SoundCloud, show us that you rock me podcast, you know what I'm saying? Hashtag support black businesses, hashtag support black media. Y'all go out there and watch some corny ass shows and buy stupid ass shit. But you know, you gotta support your own black people, you know what I'm saying? Open your third eye, you know, stay woke, all that stuff. Yeah, get the chakras uh, rolling, man. Get the chakras exactly, rolling. You gotta align your chakras, you know what I'm saying? Just sage out your house, you know what I'm saying? Get all the evil spirits out of there. Yeah. Let the Erica Badu ride in the back, man. Let the Erica Badu ride. So, yeah. <laughs> Thanks. So, I know Mark saying that he, God dang, said Mark was, was saying that he felt old. So the reason why he feels old is because one of the things we're talking about is the 18-year anniversary of Ludacris's second album, Word of Mouth, which I would say is a classic album. Um, but there's, you know, I'm sort of biased from Georgia, but it is what it is. But uh, yeah. So uh, KJ, how old were you when Ludacris's second album came out? Approximately four months old. Jesus Christ. Jesus. Why? I was in high school. Oh Lord! Uh, so yes, we have the young and like I said, the young man KJ Dallas kid out here uh, had to put him on some game. So, so let's start with Marcus. Like, what what are your thoughts on the 18th year anniversary of uh, Word of Mouth and how it's aged and like you know your favorite tracks and whatnot? And you know what do you think when you heard the album? Oh yeah, obviously. I mean, growing up back then, especially being in the South, like Ludacris was, like the front runners of the uh well not the front runner outcast was that but he was in the forefront of like southern hip-hop like he was part of that crew um i listened to it recently i think like two days ago man like the, the production on this album still it's still fire man it still goes the one thing that i didn't realize until like a few a few days ago when i re-listened to it was this album i don't know if there's like a limit but for the most part most albums only have like two to three singles at max this this album had 10 singles like it had area codes oh my god saturday move bitch block lockdown go to sleep get the fuck back freaky things cold outside growing pains i'm like how did they like and, and obviously this is the second album so they knew like hey this guy can bring in money this guy is selling records like i mean they really flooded the market with with this album they pretty much put the entire album out as singles and you know obviously Ludacris is one of the the better rappers when it comes to like music videos and stuff like that so that helps also but 10 singles that's that's unheard of that's interesting i didn't realize that at the time but 
that that does make sense. I mean, I, I feel like that's something that's probably pushed more now in the streaming era because, again, the more clicks you can get, you know, the more streams you get helps towards your albums. I know, I think that's what they were getting on Chris Brown with with his uh one of those albums that had like eighty tracks on there. Two that that type of thing. Two yeah. So, but yeah, it's it's uh, I listened to it probably about a month ago or so, and and it still bangs to me. It was pretty uh. It's an album that I bumped for a long time. Like it, it was funny. Like I'd go visit my friends in Augusta. And, like that's the only album I would listen to. Like yo, you know they've made like more, more albums, more music. I just always play this album. So never got sick of it. Kind of pissed me off though. Somebody on Twitter tried to say that Chicken and Beer was a better album than Word of Mouth. I was like, Chicken and Beer? What the? Huh? I was and like, beer. you never what heard Chicken and Beer? I don't even know what's Chicken and Beer. Oh my God! Yes, this is, this is wild, man. This is so wild to me. Chicken beer, ludicrous. Why did why ludicrous biting the girl leg? Hold up, man. What, <laughs> what, what y'all doing back in the day? Hold up, <laughs> Bruh, I'm just saying, dog. Yeah, go listen to Chicken and Beer one day. It's not. It doesn't even hold a candle to to word of mouth. So, but yeah, I, I think it's still an excellent album. I, I KJ needs to actually listen to it more than just the singles because apparently he's only heard like two songs from it so yeah. this will be his homework to check out this album but uh mm. i think one of the one of my favorite things about a uh, word of mouth is also the uh the, the skits that are hilarious like even even listening to it now like the one where they have like uh the white people doing the ludicrous songs for the commercial like that's just hilarious man like, yeah. if you haven't heard these they're, they're pretty funny yeah the 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 art of making skits is kind of lost these days because, uh, again, everybody wants to maximize their streams. So, like, why waste a stream on a skit or on a skit? I'm sorry. Um, so that, that's one of the things that goes on now. But, uh, yeah, the, the ludicrous model, like his model for word of mouth is kind of like uh, very similar to Snoop Dogg's doggy style, like the, the kind of formula they use for this album. If you go back, and listen to it. It's very cohesive. It's pretty smooth all the way through. It's got great singles, and then it's got pretty funny skits. So that's that's one of the things that I kind of picked up from that. But honestly, this is probably, to me, the last, unfortunately, great album Ludacris made because it kind of goes downhill from here, in my opinion. So after he cut off the brave, it was a wrap. It was a wrap. But, I mean, he started getting movie money, so I respect that. But this is kind of where, you know, the peak for me with Ludacris albums is I don't really find myself going back to listening to like Chicken and Beer and all them other albums that I can't think of off the top of my head right now because I really don't care. So what's your top three favorite tracks from the album? Ooh, I would go with, let's see, Saturday still does it for me. I like the, uh, I always like the uh, word of mouth or I like the freestyles that they do. Uh, word of mouth with the uh, mm. eyes on there. I like that one. Another yeah. lost art. Yeah, and uh, the intro coming to America. Like, and I, I honestly, mm. there's it, there's a lot of great songs on here, but just off the, just right now, those are probably that, those would probably be my three favorite songs. <laughs> I'm gonna go with. Uh... I say she said uh, featuring Lil Fate, which was an underrated artist in DTP, underdeveloped artist in DTP. Shot Lil Fate, um, Saturday, and uh, Block Lockdown. So 
Buffalo production on that. Shout out to Bangladesh. He's been out here doing it for a while. All right. I'm going to go, go, go with the only three songs I know. Area Codes, Roll Out, and Move, Female Dog. Let's go. Yeah, shout out to uh, the Area Codes, man. Like People like gas when they heard their Area Codes. You're kind of getting gassed for a horrible reason. You know, shout out to Ludacris for shouting out your area code for having them for having them freaks out there. You know what I'm saying? So I mean, he was like, yeah, that's, that's something I really don't want to be proud of. Like Ludacris out here blowing out all the backs of the chicks in my local uh, municipality. But, you know, it is what it is. <laughs> but yeah, we're going to move on to uh, another album that is makes some of us feel old. Uh, Chris Brown, a.k.a. Uh, Briss Brown. Oh, God. The uh, 14-year anniversary of... Uh, so we'll jump right into it. Chris Brown's uh, debut album, self-titled Chris Brown. Uh, it came out 14 years ago. Uh, KJ, how old was you 14 years ago? 14 years ago? Okay, so when this album came out, y'all were four years old. <laughs> <laughs> you was four, four years old. Four years old, man. I was I graduated from high school the year prior to this album coming out. Jesus. <laughs> I I re- wow, I remember per- I actually had this album like I purchased this album like I still have it in my CD collection somewhere. While I'm learning a lot about Chris Brown, he apparently dropped out of high school in the uh, 10th grade. Okay. I mean, if you got it, you got it. They said he uh, he uh, favored tutoring, quote unquote tutoring. Like, dog, as soon as that first check it, that check came in, bro, you, you did not go back to school, dog. I wonder if he actually graduated. Now, now I'm intrigued. I'm Mr. Uh, Briss Brown. <laughs> well, but I mean, and, man. Another thing, like uh, we were talking about, I guess uh, a few episodes ago, about how uh, Scott Storch had a had a run. This was part of that. Like Scott Storch is kind of all over this album. Like he was on the on run it he's on give me that he's on the remix of that and let's see he's yeah he's on pretty much all the singles like scott storch was the guy to go to for your single and that's crazy because nowadays this dude like a laughing stock yeah 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 he's a meme on uh, he's a video on twitter like hey man get out of here to 2002 madden beats or whatever yeah, like, that's a g on the keyboard man y'all are mad disrespectful that, beat was garbage, man. that was that loading screen music <laughs> Jesus. Hey, man. Oh, no. hey, don't hey, do scott stores like that man he put in a lot of work out here man As a, as a uh, a, a producer on a long hiatus, it is a it is a long process. Okay. That whatever whatever that sound was might have just been like the kind of the foundation. There's a lot of editing and tweaking and changing sounds and changing tempos that goes into that stuff. So y'all might have heard the rough draft. I mean, everybody writes rough draft Coopers. Your rough draft's not always great. You know what I'm saying? All I know is, man, that's what you hear after you hear EA Sports is in the game, man. I'm not feeling it at all, man. I don't know about the Scott Storch, man, but hey, obviously he gave us some bops on this album, so I can't hate. So, yeah. Hey, man, pay, pay respect to the, the cocaine cowboy of Miami, but anywho, yeah, this is a, a cool album. Like, I was like, oh, yes, Chris Brown dude is tight. Like, let me go pick up the album, and it, it didn't disappoint. Uh, of course, the singles were great, and, and he took off from that. But I know earlier one of the homies on Twitter, and I kind of got the idea from this to talk about this, um, 
was he was asking like what are the top three tracks on there and i gave him my list uh, shot the sir underscore dapper uh he said that his top three tracks on there were your man ain't me young love and poppin and i said is this love poppin and your man ain't me as well and i was like oh shoot replace your man ain't me with yo because i forgot all like this album has so many so many hits i forgot yo was even on there like so many good songs and he was like yo he's on there popping shit like your man ain't me talking about your man ain't even fly he'll even drive him like dog chris brown you're like 15 or 14 years old you can't drive either dog but he was talking all kinds of cash money shit i'm like i respect it but yeah, there's a there's a lot of a lot of great gems on here, man. And, and it's, it's interesting that you know, even though Chris Brown has his ups and downs, you know, in the uh, being in the spotlight for various reasons, he's still managed to have a pretty damn near successful career that a lot of artists don't have the luxury of being around this long and still putting out heat along with the dancing that goes with it. So. I'm definitely not throwing any shade on Chris. I still haven't listened to his latest album because, again, it's like 45 tracks, and I haven't just had the time to sit down and do that. I was actually pretty late listening to the other album that was like 45 tracks before that. But when I actually listened to him, like it's it's pretty good. Hey, I did mean, you listen to the DLC too? The who? DLC. Did you listen to the DLC to the album too? You know, he had like 40 some more tracks to it. Oh my god! Nah, nah, man. Like I said. <laughs> It's got some joints. I mean, a lot of them songs are kind of for, forgettable. Not forgettable. They kind of run together, but like... They all sound like, Yeah, there was one song where he used like three different like flows. I was like, that's pretty impressive, but I'm like, all right, man. I feel like you could have taken your time instead of making like 40 different tracks, just make like 14 solid tracks and keep them moving from there. So, uh, One thing that I, I think I... I don't want to say it turned me off from Chris Brown, but the whole like the rapping and singing thing, like that, I'm I'm not I'm not here for that from R and B singers. Like I, especially for the singers that actually have like great singing. Like Chris Brown is a great singer, or at least last I heard, he was a great singer. Great, so, Duh, like, he got I, washed I, by fucking. Uh, what's what? Who? He got washed by Jordan Sparks in the air though, like. I was like, oh my God, Chris, like, just stop. <laughs> just it's like, I, mean, I, 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 get, I get that you want to do a popular thing and that's what's going to get you record sales and stuff like that. But I just, I, and maybe I'm just old, but I just want my singers to sing. Like, I'd prefer him to just stick to singing. Ooh. I don't need to hear you spitting a 16. Just get out, just sing for me, bro. Like, that's it. That's yeah, fine. but that's not, that's not how the, and I guess it kind of is counterproductive trying to push the, the narrative of letting things evolve, like with hip hop. I feel that shouldn't apply to R&B because essentially the root of R&B is singing. You know what I'm saying? But like that, that doesn't, like you said, move the needle. Like who's the last great R&B singer we've had you know, recently, this like pure R and B. You know what I'm saying? Probably uh, R Linux. R Linux. Yeah. Well, All right. Let's go. With, let's go with male singers. Our male singers. Well, we got maybe maybe Daniel probably. Caesar. Mm, we don't talk about him, man. I, ooh, ooh. I mean, somebody just had longevity. If that makes sense. Only person I can really think of, like BJ the Chicago kid. Longevity means more than ten years, KJ. Okay, PJ Morton. <laughs> Very probably it. That's probably not that many. But I get where you well, go. I, I don't. I don't want to. I. I guess it, it felt kind of gimmicky when Chris Brown was doing. It was like he didn't need to do that. 
he didn't need to and I'm not saying like you don't ever have to like you know do the rapping thing like occasionally do it but I feel like he just went too far into it where it's like the lines were blurred too much where it's like all right you're we're starting to lose why we fell in love with your music for like you know this is not who you and obviously you want to grow as an artist and stuff like that but you want to it, it, are you growing as an artist if you just change your style but your substance is still you know immature you know what i'm saying like if you're still rapping about singing or rapping about the same things you're rapping about when you're 18 like i would rather have you mature yeah. in your content instead of just doing what's hot on the streets or what's hot for the young kids like well what what i will say what i will say is that how you're saying you know for what people fell in love with him right so Hmm. So I, I believe Chris Brown is from a hoodish area in Virginia, right? Like, uh, and also KJ, this is probably something you never uh, caught on to because you're like 13 years old. But uh, if you watch the uh, Trey Songz video, I can't help but wait. I think I think that's the video. Like Chris Brown is like in the in the video, like as an extra. So there's a, a little Easter egg for the, for the young guys. Go check that out. But. I don't think like even with Trey Songs, he's from Virginia as well. Like these, I feel like that he was one of those people like who has the talent, kind of like with the you know if you're an Asian or a A and R manager, like all right, cool. Like hey, you're you know you're light skinned girls are gonna like you. you. You know you can sing a little bit, you can dance. Like I can make something out of you. But I don't think Chris Brown or like the Trey Songs of the world really grew up wanting to be like hey, I want to be an R and B singer. You know what I'm saying? Like nah, like. Cats is out here wanting to rap. I think that he just felt fit the mold to be a kind of a poppy artist, and people, you know, use that, use those skill sets that he had. But once he kind of got older and could kind of do what he wanted to, you could kind of tell the the difference in his songs. Like this is what, like for example, doing. yeah, like uh, so. Take me down is like a like a Disney version nasty song. Like it's nasty, but it's not like you know what I'm saying. Like I'm not gonna play it in front of the kids nasty. Like fast forward to what he's saying on these new albums, I'm like, oh my god, dog! Like he out here talking about clapping cheeks, doing cocaine. What do you say, cocaine? What? He's like a poom poom, like angel dust. Like you know, what I'm yeah, saying like wow. those are <laughs> people, <laughs> two, two completely different people. But that might have been who he was from the jump. You know what I'm saying? But that they wanted to keep him in that box where it's like, hey, we can sell to a a broader range of people, keeping you in this kind of bubble gum, like kind of like Bobby Brown. Matter of fact, cats with the last name Brown that are R and B singers, they're destined to have <laughs> destined to have troubles. Chris Brown, Bobby Brown, James Brown, like all them cats are. Oh, no. <laughs> but it's hey man, there's something in that bloodline. But I'm just saying, like cats are really trying to be out here, you know, portraying that image. Just saying, like with the Disney characters and Disney stars, like yeah, they they portray image on these shows, but eventually they grow up and they want to adult with that. You know what? You might be right about something because y'all remember Orlando Brown. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Hey man. Y'all heard, that something that, y'all heard that new song by him, Come to America? Absolutely not. I scrolled right past it on Twitter and said, Nope, not today. Man, today. we gonna give no love to Orlando Brown. I saw a video with him and Dr. Phil, and he was like, Yo, how many kids you got? What the names your kid dog? He was fucking coked out, man. Like <laughs> that man has that man has a serious problem. He's like, yo, I got a. He's like, I got a kid on the way. He's like, I don't know. I think I have a two year old. He's still in, it's still in the stomach. 
It's like, yo, like, what you talking about? It's like, oh, I got one on the way, man. Like, he was fucking tripping. But, I mean, back to Chris Brown, this album. Um, yeah, it was a great album. I haven't ran it in a while, but, I mean, I've listened to it so much, I kind of know it pretty well. Um, I would argue that his second album, kind of like with uh, Ludacris, another parallel with their music, I think that he peaked at his second album uh, exclusive, in my in my honest opinion. Like, everything after that, like, it was cool. Like, Graffiti was all right. Um, uh, what was the other one? He had Graffiti. He had fame. fame. Oh, yeah, Fame of Fortune. They're, they're all right, man. Like, it, it just wasn't as, I think, cohesive as his earlier projects. Like, they had songs here and there, but they just kind of weren't for me. There are a couple of gems in those albums. Um, now I need to pull this up. One of my favorite songs on these albums from Chris Brown. But like Marcus said, it, it goes back to him actually singing and not kind of doing the whole, you know, rapping thing, if that makes sense. Let me look this up um, real quick. Yeah, I'll talk real quick while I pull this up. At, at this point in Chris Brown's career, what he's doing, releasing these albums with like 30 to 40 songs that are pushing, you know, over two and a half hours long. At this point, I just go on Twitter. I'm just like, "Hey guys, what's what's the what's the hot song on this album?" Because I, I, I'm not listening to you sing and rap over the same type of beats, same type of production for two to three hours to find you know one or two great songs. I'm not doing it. So I just I just go for I wait for Twitter to, to let me know what the song is, and I, I'll listen to it. If I like it, I'll toss it on the playlist. If not, then I'm, I'm gonna keep it moving because. There, there's. I can probably name on you know five fingers how many artists I will listen to two and a half hours of one album of, and he's not one of them. How many? Uh, who would be the artists? Who would be? Who would? Who would they be? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I will listen to two hours of Beyonce. I previously it, w- it would have been Kanye West, but it. Yeah. I'll, you know what? I'll, I'll leave Kanye West on there. Kendrick. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see, let's see, let's see, let's see. Maybe it's three. Um, if Prince had some unreleased stuff, I'd listen to two hours of that. So that's four. One more. Uh, I'll say Jay-Z. Jay-Z. If they gave me two hours, if, if, if I look down and their album is longer than two hours long, I'll, I'll listen to those with, you know, no complaints. But there's other people... You know, if your album's over an hour and 15, I'm like, all right, okay. All right, so... All right, so on Fortune. Fortune's got a couple gems. Uh, Till I Die with Big Sean with Khalifa. I love that song. I have it on one of my playlists to this day. Uh, Don't Judge Me was was straight. Um, Sweet Love, Polo the Dawn. I am so disgusted that Polo the Dawn is still not a thing. Like, Polo the Dawn is such an underrated producer, man. When people talk about like the great producers, his name should be brought up. Like Polo Don has, <clears throat> he's a great producer, but he just kind of, I don't know, I might look him up on Twitter. I don't know if he's still out here, but yeah, Polo Don definitely uh, puts out some heat. Uh, Sweet Love is a great produced track. Uh, I don't really like Strip. It's uh, not for me. But the song um, I'm talking about is the interlude at the end of the song, track number 12, Party Hard, called Cadillac, featuring uh, Seven. I think Seven Streeter. Yeah, Seven Streeter. Great song. Great singing by Chris Brown, man. Great pure singing of that. No crazy rapping, you know. Pretty, pretty chill uh, 
production on the background. Definitely check that out if you haven't, but I do like that. Uh, yeah. Like, like I said, exclusive. I just kind of have maybe two or three songs I like each album, but the rest of it's not really for me. But I don't know. Maybe, I don't know. Maybe the Rihanna thing kind of opened up a, a whole new monster for him. You know what I'm saying? That might have a line of demarcation of him kind of changed things up because at that point his career was kind of at a crossroads. You know, he was doing commercials. I don't know if you remember, KJ, he had like a double knit commercial uh, off the song uh, Forever, another great song produced by Polo the Dawn. Um, yeah. Damn, it's a good song. Great production. Well, the, uh, the wild part about about his career for me is like post him and Rihanna uh, was the, uh, I believe it was the graffiti album. And that that's my favorite album from his uh, of his that he's made graffiti? yeah i think yeah I, gra- graffiti is one like i well i'm not gonna say <laughs> i'm not gonna say it's my favorite but i remember after the rihanna situation that like he was like you know what i got an album coming out i was like okay i don't know how this is gonna be he had that situation maybe it's like i, I don't know but i remember listening to it and i was like okay he still can make great music like i thought his career was gonna be over but i was like well he can still do it he still got it and then kind of fell off a little bit after that but either way well, like I don't, I don't know if this fall off is the right word but i mean he's he's still out here like graffiti well and that you know what and that kind of ties into other, another thing like the whole cancel culture like if anybody was going to get canceled like he kind of proved that nobody gets canceled because if anybody was about to get canceled it was going to be chris brown for the whole not situation and he continued to put out more albums and do concerts and go on tours and put out music videos like again hashtag nobody gets canceled but uh hey think about council culture man i'm gonna keep it a buck i think the problem is it's not the right people canceling people man you can't hey man we could cancel chris brown all day but we not his demographic so like <laughs> it really wouldn't affect him you know what i mean nobody gets canceled the only the only people that get canceled are the people that go to jail like if you don't I mean, go to jail, mm, not, I mean, R. Kelly's still out here running, man. I don't know, man. I I just saw shoot. Uh, I'm about to get a Dolphins in here, but he said that he ran some R. Kelly. I saw triples the other day. Shout out to her on on uh talking about she ran some R. Kelly. I'm not gonna lie, I wanted to play some R. Kelly the other day, man. Like, oh, actually, you know, I I take that back. Uh, Daniel Caesar, he's the only person I've seen like successfully cancel themselves. Like he he took a well, pull give, to what, his own what's Daniel Caesar? What's Daniel Caesar's biggest hit? Like he doesn't have a "I Believe I Can Fly" a pop well, in. You know what I'm saying? He's not as big as R. Kelly, but he was he was that guy. Like he had uh like the "We Found Love" song. He had a song with her. His songs were on like "Insecure." Like he was making songs that people were. He was making wedding songs. You know what I'm saying? Like songs that mm. you played at a wedding like ten years from now, and it's still like, oh yeah, this this is one of those songs. You know what I'm saying? Like see, always a forever song, like time. He was making timeless love songs, and he said some dumb shit. And and his last album like did nothing, like literally and, nothing. And that goes back to my point about you know the wrong people canceling people. Dan Caesar, like you know, Moses is like fan base. I would assume is like black women, right? So when he mm-hmm. said that thing about yes, Jules, you know, that's and, and they was like, okay, we canceled Dan Caesar, and then he only said like fifteen thousand first week or something like that. I'm like that to show you, like, you if you want to, if someone gonna get canceled, it gotta be by their core demographic. So yeah, but. 
Yeah, yes, shoes definitely got them yeeks on deck, but um hey LeBron ain't had to hit it. Um shout out shout out to no, no November. Stay pure, guys. Stay pure, stay pure. Um yeah, man. So well, okay, back to let's see, we'll stick on this uh, graffiti track number one. I can transform you. Why do people like that song? I I don't really like that song. I like the beat. I don't know. It feels weird. Uh sing like me, crawl. Well, I guess that was kind of this like redemption song or whatever. So cold and eh, what I do and eh. famous girls probably if I had to pick three I like I like that song produced by Ryan Leslie another excellent producer that you know he's got Thanos snapped away never to be seen or heard from again take oh take my time with Tank yeah that's that's a joint that's a joint I like that um in your arms I don't know pass out I don't remember that song wait. Trey songs in the game. I'm about to go listen to this. I can't recall. Lucky me, no. Yeah, I was gonna Falling say it's, it's been a long time since I listened to this album, so I can't really tell you like if any of these songs are great or not. Okay, so what I do remember is that. So did you listen to the uh, the standard version or the one with the bonus tracks? I'm pretty sure I just got the standard version. Ah, oh, you missed out. There's at least three of these bonus tracks that should have been uh, on here. Oh, Scott Storch produced that. Oh my God. All right. Yeah. So you got to listen to the bonus tracks. I actually, if you haven't listened to this album, definitely go check it out. Check out the bonus tracks. Uh, Gotta Be Your Man, Fire. Uh, I Love You, Polo Don. That shit is fire too. And then a song called Brownson Girl featuring Sean Paul. Sean Paul. Wow. Those, those, those should have made the album. Gotta Be Your Man, I Love You, Brown Skin Girl. And I think the title track graffiti is pretty cool. I might have to actually add that to my playlist, but yeah, yeah, yeah. I still so yeah, the, the regular one and eh, but like bonus tracks kind of make up for me. But, um yo, what's up with this album cover of graffiti? Hey man. <laughs> Garbage. <laughs> that's, that's, that's like the Looney Tunes at the bottom. Who is, what is this? It's not it's not great. It's not great. He's, not he's, great going, he's going through some things, man. He's going through some things, man. This is, <laughs> is out of phase. <laughs> Bro, have you seen have you seen the album of his last title of his last album, Doc? Like he looks like he's he looks like an anime character and then like another anime character. Like, I'm like, what is going on with you, Doc? Like I don't know you how, know, how it is that you're able the the way you're able to like weave in anime into any episodes is, is annoying. I'm telling you. <laughs> Mr. Savage, sir. Uh yeah. What are y'all talking about, Chris Brown? Yeah. So, so what we talked about so far, we'll let you get your takes. Uh, the 18th year anniversary of word of mouth, which KJ was only four five months, months old. Four months old when it came months out. Months old. Yeah. Okay, one of the greatest Southern albums of all time, easily. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you know that album had ten singles? No. They did apparently. Yeah, I was like, God damn. Um, what, what would you say your top three tracks in that are? Oh, I love Saturday. Um, that was one of my top three. What else? We got, um, she said she never done it. She said she never. Yep, that, was, hey, that was my second top three. <laughs> one more. <laughs> and... the same wavelength. Hey, you know, hey, <laughs> open your third eye, brothers. <laughs> I don't know, man. It's because it's a lot of them that I actually like on here. I guess I will go with. 
damn, Move Bitch was kind of tight too. I like Roller. I like a lot of them on the CD. I can just let this one run. My third one was Block Lockdown. Okay, that was good too. Okay, what the hell was okay? Rollout was one. Area codes, move bitch, Saturday. Uh, what else was released? I don't get it. Go to sleep, get the f back. Freaky things, cold outside, growing pains. Oh, okay. I I get how he did it. Okay. Mm -hmm. All right. That so we moved from there to where we're kind of at now. We kind of dove into a Chris Brown uh, wormhole. Also, the 14th year anniversary of Chris Brown's uh, self-titled debut album, Chris Brown, and we was going like, "What were your top three tracks from that album?" Which KJ was only four years old when the album came out. Four or five, four or five, around that. Okay, you can't go wrong with Yo, for starters. That's one that I picked. Damn, hold on. I, I'm going to have to pull this one up real quick because I don't really remember it as well, I'm be honest. Because I want to say Take pull, You Down, one. but I know Take You Down wasn't on it. That's not exclusive. I got it right here. You got uh, Intro, Run It, Yo, Young Love, Give Me That, Poppin'. Man Ain't Me, Winner, yeah. Yeah, Poppin' probably my favorite song on here. That's number two for me. I'm trying to say goodbye. I can't remember. Thank you. I'm trying to remember that one. It's a song you sing about his mom or something like that. It's like, I just want to thank you. That shit. Okay, I'm thinking a little bow wow. Thank you. My bad. Uh, so say goodbye. Popping and yo. Oh, shout out to Brian Michael Cox. Great, great art. Hold on. Can we get his, hey, right. Adolphus, can we get your take on Scott Storch? What about him, bro? Have you have you heard that beat? What, what did you see that meme about his beat that he made like a couple years ago or like a year ago? Uh uh. Look, the man was he was a bit coked out, you know, a bit coked out. You. I mean, if you listen, if you listen to last week's episode, we talked about the twentieth uh, year anniversary of uh, two thousand one, where he was integral. To a lot of Dr. Gray's uh, biggest hits, and for trivia purposes, KJ, he was also a keyword of the Roots at one point. So, there you go. Man, that's crazy, man. You come from that to never mind. All right. <clears throat> I mean, not everybody can do drugs <laughs> like like uh, your boy Bruce Brown. You know, he's out here doing this thing. But all right, we'll get off Bruce Brown. But it, it is interesting. I am definitely gonna go back and run through. You know what? I'm gonna make a um. I'm gonna make a playlist of all my favorite Chris Brown songs. Heartbreak on a Full Moon, the the first one that was 45 tracks. It's got some joints in there. It's got some joints in there. Yeah, I'm not but, doing uh, that. I haven't touched know. Indigo. Haven't touched it. I'll I'll save that for another day. Or Exclusive another is probably his best work, in my opinion. And that's exactly what I said too. I said same with Ludacris. After their second albums, to me, it kind of goes downhill. Like oh. afterward, it's kind of like eh, okay. I mean, royalty yeah. gave us liquor. Hey, I think liquor is probably a top three of Chris Brown song, though. All right, about all that. I'm gonna keep it a buck. I'm not even gonna cap. I didn't even listen to royalty. I'm about to listen to this. Finish this discography out. Shit. Yeah. All right. Well, I know what I'll be doing 
this weekend. But all right, let's let's move on from uh, Briss Brown. We've established what we what we like there and don't like. Again, if you got your takes on Chris Brown Ludacris, hit us up. Hit me up at SB Report 706, Marcus underscore Sniffle, AC3 Savage, and the Washed YouTuber. Dog, do you even do YouTube videos no more? Like, I have uh, yet to uh, put them uh, anywhere. Man, I've been chilling, man, with this college stuff. I've been chilling, listening to music, and going to school, man. <laughs> I can respect that. Together, man. I can respect that. All right. So... The, the next thing that was kind of popping music wise on Twitter was uh, this. I don't know who this person is, but uh, Sal, Sal, Salmaya Krishnamurthy. She said that Drake didn't invent rapper singing, obviously, but he did normalize it. When Drake came out, there were so many industry heads laughing about him for singing, but emo, wait. There were so many industry heads laughing at him for singing, being emo, and making music for the ladies. Nearly every rapper follows that blueprint now. So she said this. Yeah, does she and, not know ja Rule? Like, and she said this and proceeded to get flamed on Twitter. Like, it's it's out of I control. Saw, Actually, I saw that tweet. I saw that tweet. Saw that Abby hit that block button so quick. I was like, get the fuck out of here. So, like, one of one of these I follow, uh, Quincy Jean Luis at ATL underscore Q zero said. Drake was never emo. Please, for the love of God, stop saying Drake normalized something that Ja, Nelly, Ye, T-Pain, Three Sacks, so many others did. When non-black people say normalized, just means it finally reached their community, which it makes sense. Like it's, it is what it is. Like streaming services can now listen to rap music that we've been listening to for forever, but you know. You find out when you find out. It's kind of like uh, Twitter when something goes viral that you've seen 10 times. It's like, I might have seen it 10 times, but you know what? Maybe this other person who keeps retweeting it has never seen this. So it is what it is. But my, my thing is, it's like, if you're, if you're not like into like rap music like that and something like, you know, Drake pop, pops up on your radar, it's fine for you to say like, hey, for me and my experience, Drake as a Drake being a rapper is different from what I, you know, perceived of what rap music is, the way he's singing, he's being quote unquote emotional. It's okay. fine for you to it, it's fine for you to say that because then it, it, it personalizes it from your perspective. Like you can say, like, you know, I didn't grow up on rap music. So the only thing I knew about rap was like NWA and, and Eminem. But now this Drake guy, I've discovered Drake now this is something that I've, you know, learned about. And, you know, I can say like, for me, this is who has normalized singing. But when you come out and put it out there, like Drake is the guy that normalized singing and sharing your emotions on rap. When obviously there's like Andre 2000, Kid Cudi, Kanye West, Ja Rule, like there's plenty of other, uh, uh, uh Pimp C, there's plenty of other rappers that have sang and harmonized on records. And just because you haven't heard them, yeah, just because you didn't hear them, just because you didn't just didn't know about them, doesn't mean it didn't happen. Like rap music didn't start when this lady started listening to music. So when I see stuff like that, that like your your opinion is just invalidated for me. Like I'm just like, no, I can't listen to you. Like I don't. Ha- There's nothing about rap music that you can say that I'm going to respect after you said that. It's th- there's nothing. Yeah, like especially because didn't 808 and Heartbreak come out like around the time Drake like came on the scene? 
Yeah, and uh, um, Andre 3000, Love Below, that came out before Drake came out. Yeah, like, there, there's there's plenty of people that were doing this type of music like way before Drake came out. Like Lil Wayne, the guy that signed Drake, he was harmonizing and singing on that on records. Like, yeah, act like Lolly talking about is not a thing. Well, I mean, give me. I don't know if we can put Lil Wayne up there. I mean, he did it, but like, just about every every one of these new age Lil rappers is us offspring of, of Lil Wayne. Like, if if Lil Wayne wasn't like caught up in his fucked up contract deal with the uh, the Carter Five and all that stuff, Lil Wayne would have been able to release the music that he wanted to in a timely manner. But because he wasn't. All these people that were influenced by Lil Wayne were able to put out music, and people just kind of forgot. I don't want to say they forgot about Wayne, but they kind of did. Yeah. Like Wayne was forgotten about, and they don't really give him his props for influencing pretty much every rapper under the age of twenty-five that's out right now. All these SoundCloud rappers, it's all Lil Wayne. All okay. yeah. I saw, I saw a post that they were trying to say that uh, they're giving credit to uh, your boy Young Thug for that now. Apparently, yeah, that's Lil Wayne too. Well, Young Thug and uh, I don't know if this is the same, but Chief Keef. Chief Keef is a little bit, a little oh. bit different. Oh yeah, Chief Keef. Yeah, Chief Keef is different. That's a different yeah. animal over there. Yeah. I mean, how can you guys even forget about Bone Thugs and Harmony? It's in that there. was the, that was the big one. Shout out to one of the homies on Twitter. He, uh, I was like, damn. I was like, I got to add uh, for the love of money to my vibes playlist. I was like, I, like there's so much music out there that's come out like that. And, and this is what I plug, like I, I've been saying this and I'll continue to push this narrative. Like if you're sick of the music that you're hearing now, like go back and listen to a, a rapper's entire discography and you'll be like, oh shit, like, wow, there's some good music. Like I haven't listened to Bone Thugs until that dude mentioned it until shit the other day. I was like, shit, let me go back and listen to some Bone Thugs. You know what I'm saying? Shit, I've probably never listened to a full Bone Thugs album now that I think about it. So I guess I'll add that to my list, but. Yeah, definitely go check out old discographies, man. You'll definitely learn a lot about like music and where some samples come from and history and all that stuff. But yeah, that yeah, I don't like people like that, man. Like again, block them, mute them, keep them moving, educate them first, flame them, you know, kind of dissuade them from uh, making those kind of hot takes again. But yeah, I mean, no shade to Drake, but I mean, he's not the uh, he's not really a pioneer. If that makes sense in that that lane. So nah, essentially to me, the biggest person that used that style, in my opinion, was Ja Rule. And these niggas bit the hell out of that style. It was other guys that did it, but I'm saying like to really tie in RB with the hip hop thug type of rapping. He is really the pioneer. Cause some some of the older guys, like I'm trying to think of Snoop. Well, with Nate Dog, yeah. Well, and the funny thing about that is, is that he he kind of pioneered that in a way, or kind of I guess mainstreamed it, or was super successful with it. Then Fifty Cent comes out and clowns him for it. He disappears, and now everybody else is doing it and running wild with it. And Fifty you know Cent was doing like, the thing too. Yeah, yeah, 50 yeah Cent like, right on that wave, right after. Like, like, damn, dog. <laughs> that man bullied this man, and then like took his flow. That's, that's out of control. You know what I'm saying? Like even Ti. Like the first time I heard uh, you can have whatever you like, I was like, the fuck is this? I'm like, this is I'm like TI is doing this too. Like, I'm like, all right, like, like whatever. That lady would have been better off saying like Drake is her favorite rapper ever. That's just say that. Don't yeah. tell us what he pioneered. Don't tell us what trend he started because he doesn't do that. Don't tell us like he's a innovator or he create like no, that's not what he does. Just say he's your favorite rapper, move it along. Like, don't 
don't start giving people credit that for things they didn't do. Also, I feel bad for Fonte, man. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's another thing. If you go back and listen to other artists' discographies that you haven't listened to, like Little Brother, like, I don't know which one of those guys' flows he bit, but he he bit one of those guys' flows. He bit one of them. I can't he remember. Which one, but... yeah. yeah, he said Fonte yeah, was like one of his, uh, wasn't it like Fonte was one of his, uh, like the people he, like, inspired him in his raps or something like that? Yeah. And I think I told Marcus this, but if you haven't listened to Fonte's two projects uh, they put out, well, he has his own solo project and then Little Brother put out a project. Highly recommend you check those out. They're excellent projects. You will not be disappointed. Oh, yeah. I heard that EP. That I like that. Uh, Beverly Hills? I like that. Beverly Hills song, yeah. Dog, that's a Dave Chappelle skit, dog. Like, if you listen to the lyrics of that song, that's definitely a Dave Chappelle skit. Yeah. <laughs> that shit is hilarious. Specific Sign. Definitely check out the Specific Sign EP. It's only, shit, it's hella short. It's only four tracks. It might be like 15 minutes long. It's 11 minutes long. So if you haven't checked out Pacific Time, definitely check that out. It's got a combination of what we're talking about right now, rapping and singing. He's actually singing like a lot of the hooks on the song, and then he's actually rapping as well. And then and the Little Brother joint. But again, it, it disgusts me that a lot of these garbage-ass albums get on this fucking run on the internet, but I don't actually talk about the, the good rap music. You know, I sound like a... You know, one of those washed old heads, but definitely check out May the Lord Watch by Little Brother. Another great project. It's only 37 minutes long, so you can play three matches of Call of Duty and get that in. So, yeah, definitely check those out. Or we can all agree that Drake did not pioneer the rapper singing stuff. He did pioneer being the simp god. That I will give him that. He is the the simp god, the simp lord, if you if you could say. So. Hey man, nothing wrong with simping, man. We simping out here in the street. Hey, there's a lot of wrong with simping, but okay. hey man, we simping, man. We, hey, got look. I'm I'm here for black men being able to express themselves and you know, get their feelings out, but at a certain point, it, it, you need to stop. Hey. You, you, need to stop. you should be having some girl talking about. Are you drunk right now? Like, bro, come on, dog. Come on, bro. I'm drunk in your love, baby. Drake, Drake, Drake's quote unquote emotional raps are all superficial. It's all <laughs> superficial and it's not real. I would, I'm, willing, I'm willing to bet Drake has never been in love before, like actually been in love with somebody because the way he sings and raps about women doesn't sound like he has been. It, he, oh, he, no, he makes yeah. he writes, he writes these ballads and love songs about strippers that he's known for 30 minutes that you know don't follow him on Twitter. Like, all right, man, like. She wasn't for you. Like, let it go, Jesus. Like, like you're, you're okay. I don't want to get on Drake because I, I know there's, I know there's some people that listen to this that are shout out to Osho. Yeah, that are big on Drake, and they're gonna, they're gonna take this as me hating on him. So I'm not gonna even go there with it. But like, if you listen, listen to what he's saying. That shit is so superficial. There's no depth to what what Drake is rapping about emotionally. That man said. That man said. I love Nicki Minaj. I told her I admit it. What he said, something, hope we get married one day. Just say we fucking did it. Like, in my <laughs> head, that was him, like, the simple <laughs> shooting, shot, shooting his shot and then getting shut down because, like, it didn't happen. They had their whole little fallout or whatever. But then, like, you look at my songs talking about, like, like the one joint he went back at Pusha T for talking about, he essentially said Pusha T sounded miserable being married. And then there's another track who's like, oh, I'm never going to get married. Like, Drake, stop. Come on, man. You know you want to be married with four kids, a picket fence, you know what I'm saying, an ugly sweater. 
probably like a shih tzu or something like that like stop stop lying man like we know what you're about dog you're not about gangster life dog you're, like trap trap drake i i love track trap drake because he, he be spitting or whatever i like to hear him rap but like it's 100 not believable 100 not believable i'm like dog you're not you're not out here in these streets drake like i'm, nah. I'm not buying it and, and again i know rappers do lie but if you're gonna lie i'm not believing lots from drake for, for one minute not one second not here for it. And I and I like the songs where he's singing and rapping about women and stuff like that. But I just I'm just not a believer in the the idea that he's emotional and vulnerable. Like I just don't hear it. Like when I listen to the lyrics, like I mean, there's one where he's, he's talking about like, you know, he was with this girl and he was pretty much fucking around on her, and then that girl left him, moved on, and got engaged, and Drake is like, oh, so you just gonna get engaged on me while I'm out here fucking in these streets? Like, that's how you do? You know, like, what? What are you talking about, man? Like, what did you expect her to do? Wait on you forever until you got your shit together? Like, okay, Drake. All right, Aubrey. Like, get get over yourself. Hey, man, Aubrey's angels mobilized, dog. This man's out here hiding a child. You know what I'm saying? Shout out to Drake's kid. Like, hopefully he gets gifts for Christmas, you know what I'm saying? Like, I don't know. Hopefully he's taking care of the kid, you know, but... After the whole flog gnawing incident, you could check that episode out. Uh-huh. We did the whole the whole Drake situation featuring, featuring KJ the Dallas kid. But uh, uh, uh is he really did he really sign like a 10-year deal to get like booed for the next decade? Like that's 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 on that that's what nah, that was it. Nah, that was a joke. He needs to, man. He needs to. No, man. No, man. no, you don't. No, you don't. Hey, I'm going to camp flog just for Drake now. I hope he do. Okay. Bump on hipsters. Hey, give me Drake. I'm trying to hear. Views live at Kim Flog now, man. I hope, man. I, I I want better for you, KJ. Hey, man. <laughs> you know what? I'm gonna say this now. Them fans at Kim Flog now deserve Billy Ocean next year. So they want to hate, stay want to hate on the God Drake. Okay, get Billy Ocean next year. Simple. I I did not know that you were a, a newfound Drake fan. That is that's crazy. It's the sixth guy. Oh, buddy. <laughs> we need to talk. Oh, did y'all listen to that song I sent y'all? From the Eagles? Oh, I've been off the wire. No, not the Eagles. Eagles is actually great. KJ, you need to listen to Hotel California. Bro, I, I try to listen to that. Stuff. I try to listen to that. Album. I don't, it, was, it was boring, man. I need my 808s, man. I can't. <laughs> I can't. <Man. laughs> so disrespectful. I need no, what, we, what we'll talk about briefly before we get to the, the last topic is uh, uh, your homegirls, the, the loophole. Oh, I was, yeah. I was very confused. Um. Matter matter of fact, I need y'all to listen to that real quick. Me and Cage are gonna talk about it. Shit, what is the name of that group? Uh, Garfunkel and Oates. Yeah, Gar- Garfunkel and Oates. Hey, so, you, wait, Garfunkel and oh, what? You know, hold on. You know the the weird part about it? They had a song on the Lego Movie. <laughs> oh wow! <laughs> so, I actually uh, I actually went on the wiki to learn about the. Are Funko and Oats. So they're actually like a uh they're actually like a comedic band if that makes sense. Uh and it made sense after I Googled it because like all these songs are hella wild. Like uh let me send this to y'all. Mm-hmm. Don't play it live because we'll get our shit pulled off the so internet. We gotta listen but... to a whole entire song. Just listen to the first 30 seconds. Oh, it, it ties to the it ties to the uh, whole TI thing. And I think once you start listening to it, you're going to listen to the whole thing. It's yeah, to it's, be honest. 
it's ridiculous. It's well, you don't have titles to sell out, but look up uh, Garfunkel and Oates, the loophole. I'm gonna send it to the group chat real quick. But anywho, like they're like a, a comedic band. This album is called Secretions. Um, <laughs> it's it's a it's it, it's interesting because it ties into the T. I think we we're talking about like, hey, even though like you, you know, trying to do the virginity check or whatever, there's other other avenues to keep a man, you know, the pleasure a young gentleman that wants to stay in a relationship with you. And while I was listening to him, I'm like, yo, like, wow, like these these people are wilding out in this song. But I did some research. So they're called Garfunkel and Oats because it's a play on the uh, kind of the second fiddles of big uh, groups. Uh, the first being Simon and Garfunkel and then uh, Holland Oats. Uh, uh, yeah, because okay. I thought it was like an old group when you sent the name. I was like, damn, is this like from the Beatles era? But then I'm like, <laughs> oh, okay, so it makes sense. Shout out to Holland Oats. Holland Oats has uh, great discography. Or they have a lot of great singles, but yeah. So the song is essentially talking about like hey you know even though the bible says you know no sex before marriage there are quote-unquote loopholes to get around that and still essentially uh, yes okay. <laughs> I, I, I had to make sure i was listening to the right thing this shit is foul <laughs> <laughs> oh my god oh my god okay all right i'm gonna <laughs> Mother, if you're listening to this, please come here. She said, Don't be mad if you love cheese. Oh, my God. Man. Oh, I watched the video, too. There's a video to this thing. Oh, right yeah, the video. Yo, I was like, Wow, KJ, how do how did we find this? I'm, I'm very confused. Yeah. I think I found this like through a fine compilation like a couple years ago. And then when y'all talk about that T.I. thing, I'm like, hold up. <laughs> Wait a minute. This baby thinking this one song. And I, that, yeah, that song, the loophole, that popped in my head when y'all was talking about it. So I was like, yeah, let me put them on game real quick. Yeah, I, I, see the, I see the vision. But there's a lot of good points. It, it really, I mean, to get into kind of a little religious thing, it's like it talks about like how the, the Bible kind of picks and choose or people in Christianity kind of pick and choose what things they want to kind of, you know, hold sacred, right? Yeah, but there, there's a lot of things people just be like, ah, hey, you know what? I'm not gonna do that. I'm not gonna do that. I'm not gonna do that. Okay, but is this song real or what? what it's is real. real. It's real. <laughs> they have another song called the BJ, which is also. Oh yeah, that song was kind of fire though. <laughs> what in Jesus' name is going on with this thing? <laughs> I mean, but it ties into the TI thing. We talked about this. Like, it's hey, just book. it's a notebook. Reading rainbow. like. <laughs> Hey, yeah, there's not, there's, it, again, it's it's a aspirin like, in between my knees. Yeah, it's because <laughs> like all their songs kind of sound the same. Like the, the motif of their music, there's not really too much range, but it it is what it is. It's, it's hilarious, but again, it brings up great points. Like, hey, man, like you know, they going to the what he said, fifth base. You know, oh, what yeah, saying? Like, I mean, going to fifth base. You know, what I'm saying, making that truffle butter. You know, what I'm saying, like, yeah, it has. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god, that is ugh, that is that is disgusting. Disgusting. But you know what? Transitioning. Wait, 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 wait. Before we transition, oh. um, wait, did y'all know that one of the songs uh Kanye sampled on Jesus King is a song called Blowjob for for the mm. song Water? Look up Blowjob and and, and uh, yeah. 
he sampled that song on Jesus King. But yeah. Oh, wow. I mean, look, we should have saw this coming. I mean, Kanye West had God featured on Jesus. So this is just kind of like the prequel for that. Like, yeah. you know what I'm saying? On I Am a God, God is listed in the feature. So he was really making a transition back then. He just had to find his avenue. And allegedly, Dr. Dre is supposed to be remixing Jesus. Okay, see, King. man. Unless they add more <laughs> choir to the album, I don't care. I don't care for it. Give nah, me. Man, hit him and I'm eight away some snares thumping. That should be popping. Yeah, give me, give me more, give me more choir, less Kanye, with the S, with the West Coast beats. Yeah, give me that. Give me, give me that. I need that. Yeah, I listened to it like four times. First day it came out, I haven't listened to it since. I'm gonna lie, but it is what it is. Um, hey, don't say that. Shout out the title. Shout out the title for not giving me analytics or like data for the music I listen to. I'm very disgusted. I'm going to start this campaign where I'm going to add title all the time. Like, hey, like, for example, I talked about listening to a print song. I'm like, I would really like to know how many times I've listened to the song. Like your competitors, Apple, they will give you a breakdown of the songs or albums you listen to. Come back. Can we please get that title? Come back. Nah, man. I'm, I'm, I'm not coming back. You know, title. I am, I am supporting y'all. Hey, man. Shout out to Spotify. I'm giving y'all my little whatever 1999 or how much I pay for that shit. Give me analytics. Elliot Wilson, Daisy, whoever, Tata, whoever's out there, give me my analytics. I want to see the breakdown. Matter of fact, I want to see how many times I listen to a song. I want to see the region of the songs I listen to, whether it be like West Coast, and I want the oh, genre. So you I want, hey, you I ask want for too much. Hell no. Hey, I'm Hey, wow. hey, man, get your Jay Z album. Hey, get your Jay Z albums and, and look and like it, man. That's all you're gonna get. I, I am the I am the consumer. The customer is always right, Elliot. Hey, man, no, nah, man, y'all had lemonade for four years, man. No, nah, bro, y'all had lemonade for three years. I ain't had that till this year. No, nah, man. That's well, if you want to sell out, if you want to sell out and support it, you know, title. You know, what I'm saying you, you be in there like that. But speaking of disgusting, as we transition. And I'm so, and again, this is how I know people fake were fake about that whole like black women music support shit. Um, there were two freestyles that came out pretty uh, close to each other. You know what? I can you can blame kind of Hot 97 for not really pushing this much, but again, the people have to retweet it and you know show interest to it. But Cardi B released a freestyle, and uh, Rhapsody released a freestyle, right? I was like, all right, bet. The, the main thing that made me click on the Cardi B freestyle was that I saw, like, I was very confused at how she's living. Because I saw, like, I don't know, it might have been, like, ramen noodles and, like, Capri Suns. I know she's got <laughs> kids. Her kids aren't that old, dog. Like, you're you're, you're rich. Like, yeah. Ramen whatever. noodle smack, though. Bruh. Ramen noodle yeah. smack. Then she had Vienna sausage wieners in the back. Yes. That, yeah, 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 yeah. Like, come on, I'm telling you, bro. Hey. KJ, Doug, whenever you get a job, I guarantee you're never going back to ramen noodles. Doug. I'm gonna be buying more ramen noodles. That's hey, oh, give no me some way. apple juice, and we and we out here, man. You hey, is he that? Is he there? Chicken McNuggets, man. Ramen noodles and chicken McNuggets. I, I haven't eaten any of that shit stuff in years, man. Yeah, like, man, that's like eight thousand grams of sodium. But anyway, she recorded. Love. Okay, she recorded a air quotations freestyle. <laughs> now, um, I don't know if y'all heard it but if you go listen to it it's clearly not a freestyle like maybe it's a freestyle in the sense of the modern era where people read freestyles off their iphones or their blackberries or you know what i'm saying but 
it's it's definitely not a freestyle. It is written. It's more like a rehearsed verse to kind of, you know, bring the buzz to Cardi B, which like, you know, she is my favorite female artist. But like, I feel like, I feel like the the buzz might not be there still. If that makes sense, like the initial buzz, the initial hype. Like she was always on Twitter, always people retweeting her. It was always her like in the news feed. But like, she did a whole show with Ti on Netflix, and like really didn't hear too much about it she did that money song which was terrible didn't hear much about that oh um, oh, oh that song was trash and money. then like with the, with the um i guess the album artwork for that song she's like butt-ass naked except like covering her private areas <laughs> it didn't really seem to like cause a buzz in the timeline as far as my twitter you know what i'm saying it, it feels like she's doing a lot of stuff and it's not really reaching the people like I haven't really seen a lot of people anticipating her her second album or whatever. Like people are like, oh yeah, you know, it's coming out. She'll have all kinds of new content to talk about. She's a mom and blah, 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 blah. It's like I, I don't know how far. And again, I I'm I'm an advocate for for female artists, but I'm also an advocate for for quality content and good music. You know what I'm saying? Like I think people are trying to pigeon her into an area where they're looking for like growth right but i think her ceiling as an artist is low versus her ceiling as an entertainer because i know she's still getting the bag i just saw her doing a pepsi commercial so i mean it, it is what it is but as, as far as music I, I think the the buzz is kind of starting to kind of fade away shout out to cash star her album is actually pretty good too but yeah it's pretty solid when it, when it comes to like uh promoting cardi b a, a, a quote unquote freestyle is not how I would have done it. Like nobody, nobody that I know that listens to Cardi B wants that from her. Like, and I'm someone who like I I loved her Invasion of Privacy album. I thought it was one of the, the best albums that came out that year. I thought it deserved to win the uh, Grammy for best rap album that year. Like I really liked it, but I understand what kind of artist Cardi B is. I know what kind of music she makes. She's more of like, the, she's a, I don't want to say she's like a pop artist, but a lot of her stuff is more like poppy and like uh, uh, trappish or whatever. Like no one's, no one's coming to Cardi B for bars. You know what I'm saying? And the part that's infuriating is people are like, well, I don't want Cardi B. I don't want her rapping because she doesn't give me enough bars and I'm tired of these women rapping about strippers and stripping and taking a nigga money, all this other shit. Like, the very next day, Rhapsody was on Hot 97, went up to the studio, did a freestyle, and nothing. Like, I, I like, I like screen recorded half of it and put it on the timeline. Like, does, is anybody listening to this? Does anybody care? And I, I just, I don't get it. I don't, like, people are just not... They're Fake. not gravitating towards. They're not gravitating towards uh, Rhapsody in the same way. Like that, people claim they want something, and when it's out there, they're. I don't know, man. It's disappointing. It's disappointing. Like, and her freestyle was really good, and I mean, obviously, her album is like critically acclaimed, and everybody that reviews music says it's great, but nobody's listening to it. So I don't. I don't know how far that's gonna get her. Looks like the wheels on the Cardi bus are no longer going round and round. I mean, what, what does she have? I mean, I, 
I, I I'm not. I wouldn't even take it that far. Like I think if I, Cardi B just needs a single to hit, honestly. Like if she puts out, if she can get uh you know a, a, another Migos feature or a uh, better production, like you know if her and her writers can get together, like her. Are we still looking for Migos features? Like, I'm not tired of the Migos. I'm not gonna lie. One of them, one of the Migos, the, no, two of the Negroes need to be banned from tweeting about the Falcons. That's that's another thing. But continue. <laughs> if, if, I, I can I can guarantee you that her and her and her group of writers and her producers and the label they can come up with a single that will hit. Like, money didn't do it. The song with Bruno Mars. I feel like her and Bruno Mars are fighting for who doesn't get that that song on the album. So hey. they, they they can they can they, like I have no doubt that they'll come up with something that people will gravitate towards and like and I know that when her next album comes out it'll go number one it'll do a million like she's going she's she's going she's on that Drake path I'm not saying that she's as talented as Drake but I'm saying that when her albums come out it's automatically number one it's automatically a million like that's what well, it's gonna be with her. Well, so let me let me let me play this freestyle real quick for for you guys that haven't heard it. Hold on one second. Let me get this. Up. And like I said, while you're loading that up, to me she is cooled all the way off. I agree, great entertainer, entertaining, but as a rap artist, her ceiling just isn't that high, and eventually that shit is going to play out. Same with Megan The Stallion. Same with a lot of them. Whoa, 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 whoa. Slow down with that one. Slow down with that one. Slow down with that one. So so here's this freestyle. This is what caught my eye. I was trying to figure out like what her diet was to get her post-baby body like this. (laughs) Let's see. I see Vienna sausages, Captain Crunch, a solo banana. Um there's just like a piece of bread sitting on top of the box of Vienna sausages. Nigatopia, bro. Nigatopia. I don't think that's her house, man. I don't think that's her house. Project I don't know. Food stamps on deck. (laughs) All right, here here go the freestyle. It's hard. It's 58 seconds, so I just need y'all's takes on this. Yeah, let's hear these bars, man. Let's hear these bars. I've been told not to talk about somebody while they're not, not here, but I know uh, somebody <laughs> would probably be very hyped by these super duper basic bars. I mean, what are you what are you rapping? That cat hat, Mac pack, bat dat bat. Like, bitch, shut up! <laughs> it's not fire. It's so back, man. Like, 
She has no bars, period. Like I said, the only thing she has is she's kind of lighter skin. She has big titties and a matching ass. Shout out to Ludacris. Nah, that wasn't it, man. That wasn't it. And hey, the T Quest card special is not it, B. It's not it. Hey, man, shots fired. That's not what we want. From her. That's not what we want from her, man. Like, nobody's asking for that. Why are you doing this? Like the, label, the label party is like, what are you doing? Stop doing this. So, like, why are we out here just lying? Because, like, I sat there and watched that video, and when she was like, Oh, on 30 seconds in, it was like exactly at 30 seconds. It's like, bro, <laughs> you, you clearly rehearsed this dog. Like, yeah, you, you, you can tell by her, you can tell by her reaction towards the end that she uh, she rapped that verse at least 20 times. <laughs> like, she's like, times right. and she finally got it right. She was like, yeah, she's like, like, yeah, ready? Yeah, ready? It, it go, took go. that long to do it. Like if you okay, like I don't know. I, I actually watched that watched a few episodes of that uh that show her and TI and Chance the Rapper did. If she would have did that rap on that show, she would not have got picked up. They'd have been like, Yeah, you can't no, this ain't it. Mm-mm, nope. You got you got the swag, you got the style, you got, you know, the look, but them bars was whack. So no. Like she wouldn't have got picked up on her own show with that. With that. That's no, come on. I mean, like, no wordplay, no metaphors, just Busted down basic elementary style rap. Like that sounds like some beginner stuff. Like just being honest. Like if, if me and KJ were gonna be a rap duo, we could do that. I mean, yeah, to be I would pick a better beat than that. That beat was terrible. Hey, I apologize to Scott Storch. He probably could have made a better beat than that, man. That was, oh my god, what is, what is the original song for that beat? I know it's an up north beat, but I don't remember. It. I, hope, I hope that's not on her album because, like I said, nobody <laughs> works for that. Like, we're, we're good, I'm good, love. Cheeks, bro, that shit is cheeks, cheeks. Now, in her oh. defense, I don't think she was at her own house with the with the uh Vienna sausage in the back <laughs> <laughs> and the towel hanging in the back. I don't, I don't think that was her. I don't think that's her house, man. She probably just at the fam, man. Yeah, probably at grandma's house. Yeah, yeah. Jeez, hey, man, get grandma out the hood, dog. Get grandma yeah. out the hood, dog. Do do better. Take care of your people. You got all this money. You talking about oh, blah, 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 blah. like get grandma out the hood. That's all I'm saying. That's With the apple juice out. Hey, man, food stand shoddy. Let's go. Um, but. <clears throat> So Rhapsody had a another freestyle. I don't want to play the whole thing because it's like four minutes song, but like you can kind of tell that she's rapping in the moment because it oh man. Let me let me pull up something. Let me give y'all a minute of this Rhapsody freestyle real quick. I mean, definitely Rhapsody is just a, a better artist top to bottom. If Rhapsody had Cardi B's look, she'd be on top of the game, honestly. That's all she needs is that charisma and that look, and she'd be golden. Cardi B had, I mean, Cardi B needs what Rhapsody has. I mean, if you want to talk about longevity, because honestly, the thing to me with a lot of the women rappers and why they don't last, I mean, other than like, I mean, I guess you could say, well, not Foxy Brown really didn't. And Lil' Kim disappeared for a while and came back. But really, there's no longevity because you have to have substance. Like, the reason why Jay-Z has been here for so long as he has substance. Nas has substance. Rick Ross has substance. You cannot talk about the same stuff and, and just get by like that Cardi B freestyle. What the fuck are you talking about? Is that even a freestyle? Probably not. 
It's not. Who is you need to fire your ghostwriter? In fact, it probably ain't even a real ghostwriter. It's probably really her that wrote it. <laughs> or what's the baby name? Culture probably wrote that shit. Oh my yeah, God. Those, those are some Cardi bars right there. That's Cardi. That's who that's who the label is trying to keep from us. Give us the real Cardi. Oh hey, my find God. Kodak, rip him off again. Do what you gotta do, love. Do what you gotta do. All right, here, here, here's a couple. We'll give you a couple of bars from the Rhapsody freestyle to keep it balanced. You know what I'm saying? Fair and balanced on this uh, Christian value based podcast. Knock it. One, two, one, two, one, two. Amp on the beat for you, for you, for you. Check, check. One, two, one, two. Yo. The perfect form on. Yeah, I got the one you need. Dread. If you just tuning in, we've been ahead all quarters. I'm at the point I turned down money. You niggas can't afford us. The price of my soul was more than Michael Jackson's choruses. We aiming for the garden, though we came through the florist. That's a come up, come on. I don't even know what the floor is. Thought I wouldn't when I would. I made a pass through the forest like Chris Paul. Screaming, I wish that you knew God. When the storm came, I stood in the rain with medals and laughed hard. Like, try me, nigga. I'm triggered. I gotta make bullet points. Album of the year, one of my greatest is my older joints. It's a new one, the new ones. I really been in Jay's. That crib in Malibu flex, I really been in Jay's. Different circles, door dashing. She really went commercial. They asking, yes, I did. Me and the homies all laughing. No acting. Yeah, you could definitely. So, I mean, some people try to argue like, oh, well, hmm. if I want to be like, uh, if I want to be critical, I could say that like not enough people listen to her music to, to know that if she was recycling verses, that was the case. But I feel that she respects the craft more being with the people that she's associated with, the, the kind of fake the funk like that. But you can kind of tell like just how the, the, the wordplay is done that 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 is yeah. definitely being pieced together off the dome, which was... And I mean, the only thing that I would say is because I know from watching old, like, freestyle ballads and stuff, like, sometimes they'll freestyle and maybe they'll have a one bar that they've written. Yeah, just to get, to get stuff rolling. Yeah. yeah, but... There's nothing wrong with that. Yeah, definitely with the wordplay, the execution. I mean, it, she is just a... She's a superior... Rapper to Cardi B easily, but she just she, doesn't look as good. She's and she's, she's, she's a rapper, weird rapper. online. Well, she she's the rapper's rapper, and she's not she's not rapping for people like that lady that said like Drake made singing in rap cool. Like that lady knows who Cardi B is. That lady doesn't know who rap she is. Hmm. Hmm. Yeah, and you can like both. You can like both, but you, you got to know the difference between like an artist and a rapper. Like Rhapsody is a rapper. Like J Cole is a rapper. Kendrick is a rapper. Cardi B is an artist. Like there's 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 levels to it. That is true. I'm not going to say who the male counterpart of that is because I know there's people that listen. That I don't want to get. I don't want to offend any of my political connections. <laughs> the other artists are. So I mean, is anybody anticipating Cardi B's uh, second album? Yes. Yeah, yeah. If it sounds, if it sounds like money, no. But hey, man, y'all gonna stop the money slander, man. 
Hey, it's not a good song. That song kind of bumps. That's the last time you listened to it. I don't listen to Cardi B like that, so we're not gonna use that now, nah, man. Okay, right. that's what are we talking about? But that's the yeah, money. The beat is trash. Uh, yeah, oh, I'm not I'm telling you. If I'm in the whip and I'm on and I, you know, listen to the radio, which is something I really don't do, but if it plays on the radio, I'm gonna li- I'm gonna leave it on. Now I'm not gonna listen to that because that's not my taste in music, kind of. I ain't listening okay, to Cardi so B on the I run. Like you, I feel like you agree with us, man. You're agreeing. That's not us. a bad song. No, it's not a bad yeah, song. Yeah, that song is bad. It's a good song. I just don't listen to it because that's not in my rotation. But it's not a bad song. When's the last time you heard it? <laughs> it's been months for me. <laughs> it's probably been months. <laughs> give me one. Give me one bar off that song. Hold on. Let me go to Jeans real quick. I got you, man. Nah, man. <laughs> but anywho, I think, I think we, that's, that doesn't count. I think we've hit uh, all the uh, hit the quota for what we we're gonna talk about. Um, that's really all we have. Really, just want to give y'all a quick music. Well, not a quick, but a little side music episode, something real quick. You know, saying get you through your ride to work or your commute. You know, on the train or the bus or you know, your truck driver or something like that. You know, hey. saying get you through your ride though. Should we recommend people like a song? Since you know this is a music podcast, like, like this is gonna be a music based podcast. Should we do like a song of like the episode or something like that? I mean, uh, what have I, what have I listened to? Oh, so uh, this week I finished going through um, Gangstar's discography because they recently put out a new album, R.I.P. Uh, Guru. Because I never really listened to any of the music. Like I'm familiar with DJ Premier's production, but I never was really familiar with the Guru. So I went to listen to all their old stuff to see what to expect with their new stuff. And it's 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 pretty good. I, I do like uh, DJ Premier. He's an excellent producer. I I think that which is kind of strange to say, but it's, they had to do this differently because again, obviously Guru was passed away. But I think his production he did for uh, Race Five Nine on Prime was better than this but again they had to use like unreleased vocals from you know somebody that's not alive so kind of had limitations but it's not a bad it's not a bad little album it's about 30 minutes long so uh, i would recommend uh one track that i recommend you check out from gang stars discography is one called where it's at it's called Right Where You Stand, featuring uh, Jadakiss. And if you listen to it, you're going to hear something, you'll be like, I've heard this before. And when you find that out, let me know. It's Again, it's one of those things where you listen to music. It's like, oh, wow, they did this with that. Or this is the origin of this uh, this sample or this uh, this song or this little snippet. So definitely my song of the week is Gangstar featuring Jadakiss, Right Where You Stand. I don't have a song of the week, but I do have a statement that I want to make. Oh my god! <laughs> no, it's nothing bad, but I mean, I haven't been online very much lately. But my god, Falcons Twitter has to be some of the stupidest <laughs> people I've ever seen in my life. Like I, I had this guy at work today. That you know, we, we were talking, and he was like, Yeah, you know, it's time to get rid of Matt Ryan. And I'm just like, What the fuck are you talking about? Like, they're, they're not gonna get rid of Matt Ryan, they just extended him this past offseason or the offseason before last. 
and like I, I cracked open Twitter just for a quick second, and like I just see madness, and I'm just like, oh my god, one of these days, the Falcons fans when, when Matt Ryan's long gone, and y'all get you a Blake Bortles or golf or or something, y'all will realize what you have, and just just appreciate what you got because it's freaking ridiculous, man. I, I just have never. I, I, I don't understand. Like, it's clear the issues are with the offensive line, the defensive line, other skill positions, different things. Like offense coordinator, defense coordinator. Yeah, I don't know why they brought back Cotter. But, um, yeah, you have all these issues, and I hear guys at work like, God damn it, Matt Ryan. And I'm like, what, what the fuck do you want him to do? Like, I just don't understand it. That was just all I've seen lately, so I just wanted to bring that up. You guys appreciate what you got. You never know what you got till it's gone. Marcus, we don't want to get too heavy on the Falcons. I actually edit that for the Falcons podcast and put that as the intro, but Marcus, you got a song of the week. Uh, well, I've been I've been doing a little uh uh Grammy work, so I got like um I have to listen to all these albums like five times in like the next nine weeks. And the album I've been listening to is uh, Ariana Grande's uh, Thank You Next album. And the song that I added to my playlist from that album was uh, Break Up With Your Girlfriend on Board. I'm, I'm, I'm not the biggest Ariana Grande fan. Like, her music's not really for me. But uh, these songs, the production is actually really good. And some of these songs are pretty cool. So uh, that's the song I would go with. I'm not sure. I haven't listened. I've listened to this. I listen to Lil Nas X's again and Igor again, and I have some other oh, yeah. albums I gotta re-listen to. But uh, this 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 was nominated in the pop category also. This, I mean, we could probably do a whole episode on this, but this this album is not pop at all. There's like little to no pop music on this album. I don't know. I don't understand what's going on with pop music in 2019. That's funny. I know you said that. <laughs> I can work anime into any uh, episode because again, anime relates to everything. So did you see? Did you see the? Did you see the uh, outfit that uh, Little Nas X had on? No. JoJo scared me, bro. Is that what that? Yeah, somebody's like, "Yo, like dressed like a JoJo character." He tweeted out like, "Yo, stop saying that." And someone like superimposed his body with uh, Billy Ray Cyrus behind him. So if you are a part of the the JoJo agenda, like myself. Go watch JoJo. Uh, Amber, I'm talking to you. Finish part one. Once you get to part three, it starts rolling, but you got to suffer through part one. But so, like, once you get to part three, the uh, the protagonist, they receive this power called stands, right? So it's pretty much like, oh, hey. it's kind of like your, like what people would call like a spirit animal, I guess. So, like, you get this stand, and it's like, yo, like, what would his stand be called? Because, like, their stands are usually named after... Like, there's a lot of music references to JoJo, like a lot of Prince stuff, a lot of rock and roll, whatever, a lot of rap, too. But they're like, yeah, what would his stand be called? And obviously, his stand would be Billy Ray Cyrus, and his stand's name would be Old Town Road. You know what I'm saying? So I thought that was kind of interesting. Like, um, on part five... Please edit all JoJo's Bizarre Adventure. Edit it all the, the main protagonist, Giorno Giovanna, his uh, stand is called Golden Experience, right? Which is the name of a Prince album. It, oh, it's, it's, and it's, it's a Prince apologist show? Oh, no. 
like I said, the protagonist of part four, Josuke, he's based off Prince. Like his look is based off how Prince looked. There's a, there's a, I'm reading part six and the protagonist, her stone, her, uh, Stan's name is, uh, stone free, which I was running through a top list of the top, like 50 albums of all time. And I, you know, peep one of these Jimi Hendrix album and he has a song in his album called stone free. So that's a direct tie to Jimi Hendrix. So again, it's for me, that's part of the reason I like it. The, the biggest reason was to understand like a lot of the memes and jokes on Twitter. But like once you start like, oh, okay, he has no, there's another guy with a stand called Purple Haze. You could either be Cameron, but I believe he's referring to Jimi Hendrix album title, Purple Haze. So that's that's kind of a cool thing with JoJo, even if it's a bit extra, you know, there's a lot going on with that show. But definitely uh, you know, join the agenda, hashtag uh, JoJo's the goat, you know. That's all I gotta say about that. But anywho, anybody got any closing words after my uh, anime rant? Oh, uh, <laughs> um, How does JoJo scare you? That shit is hilarious. Bro, it don't scare you, but it I get it be creeping me out when I see JoJo's face. I promise you, the artwork <laughs> or something creeps me out. <laughs> His face is so dead, and he, like the way it's so it's sketched. I can't. It, it, it nah, me that, out. Shit, that shit is so good. <laughs> nah, it's so good, man. It's so good. It's top five, bro. Yeah. Top five. But uh, yeah, that's all I got. We've hit an hour, almost an hour and a half. So uh, go ahead and wrap this bad boy up. Uh, I guess nobody has any closing words. Appreciate y'all listening. Oh wait, Definitely. wait, wait, wait! Wu Tang Clan ain't nothing but the fuck with. Hey man, we're gonna put uh, put some respect on Sampa the Great. She gave us a, a top ten album this year, man. Check out Sampa the Great, The Return. Great album, great album. Yeah, definitely. Uh, check check us out, retweet, share the podcast, all that fun stuff. Uh, hopefully, some things will be changing soon as far as the uh, quality of the production, and hopefully, a new name at some point. But you know, we don't want to get sued, so we have to go through our due diligence. Uh, we've almost hit forty thousand listens on SoundCloud. Appreciate y'all talking with us. I'm getting the Apple Podcast link fixed. I guess issue but it's been resubmitted so for all you apple users uh that link will be out here soon so definitely drop a review if you uh, check us on the apple appreciate the support i can't talk and we out peace hey what's going on everybody this is ryan mclaughlin from don't call this a podcast here to thank you for rocking with the kids crowns.com and our podcast collective if you're liking what you hear do us a favor and check out the website thekidswearcrowns.com we've got a plethora of content for you articles, TV and movie reviews, playlists, and a collective of podcasts, which includes Don't Call This a Podcast, Sturdy Show Presents the Barbershop Podcast, Two Dope Smarks, The Committee Podcast, Pretty Petty Politics, and We Bring in Love Back. We've also got a brand new webcast called Politics as Usual, hosted by Ron and AJ. So be sure to go to thekidswearcrowns.com, subscribe if you like what you see, and follow us on Twitter at the KWC blog.